All right. Uh, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Thursday, November 25th episode of the AM show hosted live on Alpha Mint. Happy Thanksgiving to all of my American friends, as we were talking about in the pre-show. Us Canadians like to get ours out of the way um, in October. Free Market, uh, who is uh, my co-host and I'm joined with every every single day, uh, had a bit of a theory that um, maybe it's because Canada is cold as fuck and the harvest comes earlier. I think that we actually like to just front run all of the purchases on the turkey um, because we're we're smart like that. But um, I honestly have no idea why we do it um, um, a month earlier. But on that note, I am your host, R2D Gen. And uh, as I said, we do this every day, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, if you uh, tune in late or can't make a show, uh, we do record it on YouTube with a video component that you could follow along with. We are, I think, uh, hopefully today or tomorrow, going to be trying out some YouTube live stuff too and, and start streaming it live so you can watch it there as well. Um, but also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, um, so yeah, on that note, uh, how was your Wednesday? We had a busy day. Wow. Yeah, it was an incredibly busy Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, gobble gobble to everybody out there. And whoa, what a roster for Alpha Mint yesterday. Yeah, um, it it was a, a pretty much a day in front of the, the microphone um, and even just prepping for stuff for, for free market. And I, as we did the, you know, the morning show every morning, wrap that up. Um, and then, yeah, we, we booked uh bad bunnies, which we did on the stage here at 6 PM Eastern last night. We went for, I don't know, just probably just over an hour. Uh, that's going to be recorded and put up on YouTube, uh, for anybody that missed that as well. Uh, which was a great interview, had a good time. Uh, can opener is a, uh, a solid dude. And I uh, love talking to him. And then right after that, we both basically just jumped into the Orcs Twitter space with Maz that uh, Alpha Mint was hosting. And uh, and we did that until about, mm, I don't know, f- a little bit after nine, nine thirty, somewhere in there. So, yeah, we it was a, it was a good day. Um, see how my voice is doing by the end of this show. How are you? How are you feeling about it? I feel great. I mean, man, those teams are smart. Uh, it really, you know. When you invest in an NFT, of course, you're you're investing in the art and the roadmap. But just like in traditional investments, the, the CEO, the board and the team uh, is so important. I mean, you're you're essentially investing in them. Uh, they're the ones who decide the direction of the project. And if you listen to both interviews yesterday, you came away really bullish on both. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always great when teams can really, you know, adequately you know relay the ins and outs of their projects and they really have a good grip on the the nft space as a whole and the, the outlooks kind of vibe with yourself like you know invest in people is a a pretty solid thesis and um i i left both of those interviews feeling really great and you know what actually the the thing that i gotta say about it is um you know, I, I kind of say it was a long day, blah, 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 poor, poor me, poor us. But uh, it, it's super easy because especially with them and, and doing the stuff with you and Maz, like it, it becomes so easy that these are conversations that we just love having. And it's it's kind of exhilarating. And uh, when you sit down with these people from the teams and they're just having fun with it, too, it stops becoming an interview. And you just almost feel like you're just, uh, you know, out for um, a couple drinks with the, with the friends and you're just shooting the shit. So uh, like super thrilled with how that all played out. 
Um, all right. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think sorry. we got you know some really good insight. So we'll I break. Think we got yeah. some really good insight into how these teams, how these teams think uh, about their projects. So the Bad Bunnies team brought up some really good points. I think about. So the, hold on, the hold on. Ever meme in NFTs? When? 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 Oh yeah, no, no. Sorry, um, I definitely want to get to like a full discussion about Bad Bunnies and Orcs. I do just want to get the uh, the the intro and news stuff out of the way first. I think Free Market just left. I don't know if I interrupted him or not. So uh, it's just like fuck you, man. Um, there he is. It's gonna back up on stage. You there? Okay. You all good? Yeah. Do I sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. I, I like kind of cut you off there and then you just bailed. I was like, damn, I must've pissed him off. I thought things were, thought things were going well, man. Um, My feelings are easily hurt. Yes. Um, <laughs> I got over it quickly though. I'm back. Appreciate it. Happy to have you back. Um, yeah. Really quickly. Uh, I don't know if you're paying attention to the cryptocurrency space, but uh, Bitcoin kind of had a little bit of a recovery, just refreshing it now, hanging around, you know, 58, 59,000 Ethereum actually going on a little bit of a run up almost 4% on the week now, uh, getting towards 4,500. And then looking at the seven day trends, it's uh, Sandbox and Decentraland. Um, the biggest notable thing about uh, the, the metaverse place is that Sandbox is coming full steam ahead for Decentraland spot on the uh, on the cryptocurrency market cap list they are uh just not slowing down yeah i think sandbox is it was undervalued relative to decentraland you know decentraland has a working product right now and sandbox is still essentially selling the land you can't really do much on it yet um but it was an undervalued metaverse play relative to decentraland given the mindshare they own. I mean, most projects are building for both uh, metaverses right now, and both these coins and both these stories are just going to continue to unfold over the next few years. These are secular bull cases. I'm super bulled up on both these names and a few other uh, smaller cap metaverse plays that are really interesting out there. So that'll be a good deep dive one day. Yeah, we should definitely keep that in our back pockets and do more of a show around the metaverse plays. Um, they just continue to run uh, Decentraland up 53% in the week. Sandbox up almost 100% on the week, uh, rounding out the top of the uh, one week gainers, at least in the in the top tier of cryptocurrencies is uh, Gala, which we mentioned before, but it is up almost 200% on the week. Week and uh, it does not show any signs of slowing down. That is another uh, game-based token. So gaming in the NFT space, as we uh, discussed with Oryx yesterday, is, is just fucking booming. So um, again, we'll get into that, but I uh, want to switch switch into NFT news a little bit. And NFT is Collins Dictionary 2021 Word of the Year. Um, it's, wow. Yeah. Uh, like relevance honestly I, I know a lot of people in the in the world see some of the you know youthful terms uh get added to the dictionary and they start doing that oh jesus christ like what is the english language coming to yolo got added to the dictionary um 
there's some some very good thesis that uh, uh, the evolution of a language and, uh, you know, colloquialisms becoming commonplace uh, are, are very, very healthy for a language, but I won't get into that. But NFT is joining that uh, realm and uh, they beat out the words metaverse double vaxxed and chuggy which i had to google um and it means uncool which basically if i didn't know that means that i am indeed chuggy <laughs> yeah you're super chug uh, <laughs> i think that the um the i would love to see the wallet of the head of product at uh collins because you know that whoever made this decision owns NFTs. They are deep in this world. They could be in this room right now. Um, and it it's amazing to me how, and I go to a club that's very art focused pretty regularly. There's always artists there making art and stuff. And all I do is talk about NFTs and maybe one in 10 have any idea what I'm talking about. So to see Collins do this, it makes me think somebody there is already deep in this world. <laughs> it's Nate, Nate got hired by Collins and is yeah, pumping yeah, his yeah, NFT yeah, bags from the inside. Yeah, I had a product. Uh, so, yeah, very cool stuff, man. I, I expect this to at least start to permeate the normies uh, mind share a little bit. Uh, Drip Cult is saying in the AM show chat that Chugi is the new term for basic bitch. And uh, I, I am a basic bitch. Actually, you know, not to derail the conversation, but did make my first cup of French press coffee this morning. Uh, with your help, I did have to call you. Uh, water was boiling and I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So there you go. I ditched the I curing. Get all, I get an all caps text. Help. Help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Help. Yeah. I, called. I, thought I had to call the Mounties or something like there was something wrong in the house. Yeah, it was like I, I have like a four ETH transaction stuck in in the meta and then ether scan or something. No, it was what do I do with this fucking boiling water and how much coffee do I put in there? Um, so yeah, here here I am, the brand new convert of the French press, and uh, I look forward to sharing my experience with you. Maybe I'll make a whole new social profile to to document my adventures in French press coffee. So I know Drip, Drip called is silently loving this too. Uh, oh, <laughs> the Hoffman method, he says. Yeah, I will look that up after. Um, yep. Moving on uh, uh, real quick. Um, Christie's and OpenSea are hosting um, an Ethereum NFT auction on OpenSea from December 1st to 7th. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of a viewing period for these, uh, the NFTs that are going up for sale. And then from the fourth to the set, uh, sorry, the first to the third, and then the fourth to the seventh, there is, um, the, the auctions are going to be taking place. Uh, a couple notable features are going to be, uh, Cyber Kongs, Fuck Render, um, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, but, uh, Ether Rock is going on there. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. This is kind of where we've been going. Christie's and Sotheby's have had plenty of NFT auctions live now. So interesting partnership. Nothing that I'm like uh, sounding the horn on. That's like the big well, coming out know, party. But Christie's isn't nothing. Crypto people know that, you know, that it's a little this is all PR. It's a little pointless to go pay an auction house fee to sell your NFT that that almost go the whole point of this being an easily tradable asset online is you don't have to go to Sotheby's or Christie's but we know 
that, especially when we're talking about the fine art angle here, these auction houses are so important in that world. And to gain relevance, you have to be in them. So there are people like Jimmy One who are selling their gold apes and paying a huge uh, fee to Sotheby's just because he knows it gets that name out there and it's worth it uh, for the industry and, and for his bags at large. So yeah, there is a... a yeah, there's a legitimacy, uh, legitimacy that uh, having a Sotheby's or Christie's kind of stamps on NFTs um, and particularly of note, like I don't think it's a big deal for people that are already in NFTs, but I think for people um, in the traditional art world to see this get more and more exposure, it does become harder and harder to ignore. Uh, that's why I think the live the live auctions are pretty big deals. But um, but yeah, it's it, never bad to have it being out there and uh, front of mind for for these you know, collaborations and whatnot. So um, moving on from that, talking about great PR uh, is MoonPay quietly set up a concierge service to help celebrities buy NFTs. This is uh, a home run for MoonPay. I mean, they they did uh, Jimmy Fallon and Post Malone purchasing their board apes, um, but they've basically used... Uh, the idea of reducing friction for high profile and high net worth celebrities to buy NFTs as a marketing strategy. And you know uh, that these celebrities, once they get their hands on a crypto punk or a board ape or, you know, any of these other ones that uh, they end up buying, they're going to be tweeting about it, sharing it. And um, MoonPay is going to be right along for the ride. Yeah. You know, friction is a double edged sword. It is both the reason crypto hasn't gone mainstream and seen mass adoption, but it's also the reason you have opportunity right now, because you're willing to go through that learning curve of figuring out how to profit off this stuff. By the time things like MoonPay make it one click for a celebrity, and I mean, MoonPay is brilliant to to format it as a concierge service, which is already a language that celebrities and wealthy people speak, and then completely reduce the friction for them to get into this new hot area. They raised a $550 million round last week, and boy, is it well-deserved. Um, MoonPay just is, is striking the perfect tone at the right time. And they are going to reduce friction in this industry. And eventually that's going to reduce your edge. I love seeing it. It's, a, it's an inevitability. Um, and MoonPay, I think, is going to be a force in crypto. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I love uh, about blockchain is that um, because it's all transparent, you know, the, the article that I'm looking at kind of highlights the fact that uh, uh, the company's uh, transactions on OpenSea and whatnot are also transparent. And it looks like Lil Baby, the, a rapper, is also using it um, to buy a board ape. And even on top of that, it shows on Etherscan that MoonPay has sent four payments totaling $1.4 million to Post Malone's wallet. Uh, so you you even get a sense of what they're paying for marketing. And, um, you know, that, that amount of transparency is uh is is a lot of fun especially you know giving us stuff to talk about but yeah 1.4 million dollar payday for uh for post malone being on the uh the cutting edge of moon pays you know concierge service not too shabby 
of which there are now 15 million views on his music video prominently displaying his new board apes. Yep, using MoonPay. So brilliant marketing strategy by them. And, uh, you know, if if you're still uh, investing in traditional equities, uh, MoonPay might be one to, to watch out for as it looks to go public. Um, and then, yeah, last news piece that we have today is uh, NFL top shots are actually being called NFL all day. Uh, Dapper Labs unveils uh, unveils the football version of NBA top shots. Um, I joined the wait list. I know you've been on it. Uh, you sent me the discord this morning. So that's pretty exciting. Obviously, this is uh, really exciting news heading into Thanksgiving weekend, which is also the biggest football weekend of the year, apart from the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, but they also released a pretty pretty good looking little teaser video uh, surrounding their drop. So you know this is something that I know there's a lot of football fans in Alpha Mint, a lot of fantasy football heads, and they're going to be playing the fuck out of this. I am definitely going to be waiting for that uh, invitation to partake as well. I'm not a big football fan myself, but I do understand the power of football and the NFL and kind of the um, the insane dedication that the uh, the the fan base and the collectors in the space have so i you know as even just as an nft type play i think it's going to be very very strong if you didn't follow top shot uh from its beginning uh this really caught fire uh in february top shot packs uh, are on the flow blockchain um you reserved them and bought them and people who were early we're able to get some very, very limited edition cards. Now, back when Top Shot started, nobody cared. Packs would sit unsold on the site for days and weeks. Now, they have 250,000 people that queue up for every pack drop, and you'd be lucky uh, to get one. The most expensive card sold by Top Shot, I believe, was a quarter million dollars, though more expensive ones have may have been sold since then. They have essentially diluted the brand by increasing the supply with each subsequent series. So we're on series three now, and each card has a 35,000 or a 40,000 supply, which is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but we always talk about current market capacity. And right now there's only so much money in NFTs and, and in crypto. So that really big run they had in February crashed pretty hard, and it's been pretty dead until recently. They are seeing a, a bounce off the bottom now. This is why we're so pumped about the NFL. Those first series and those limited editions are going to go for six figures. Um, if you can get in on that wait list, that white list, those early reserved packs, it's practically guaranteed money, even though there are no guarantees in this world. So Alpha Mint's going to be working pretty hard to get everybody on that white list. Um, we all jumped in the Discord yesterday. They've given no specifics, with the exception of one tip, which was brought to us by Flying Kiwi, that maybe owning all of the S2 Cool Cats which is a series within NBA Top Shot. I don't know what the price is to own all of them now. That information is actually easily accessible on their site and a few other fan sites. But the rumor is that if you own the entire Cool Cats S2, 
you're going to be whitelisted for the first NFL drop. So we'll be following that closely. Um, and that's something that maybe you should try to work yourself into whether you're a football fan or not. Yeah, I mean, and, and one of the things that we spoke about before regarding the NBA is that um, it does seem to have like a pretty a pretty big crossover between like the sneaker heads that were trading a lot. And a lot of those people got into NFTs. A lot of the um, um, NBA players have uh, bought NFTs or are involved in crypto. And the NBA is very good at letting them uh, be public about that. Uh, so a lot of the NBA fans that got into NBA Top Shot have already kind of migrated into to crypto and NFTs. Uh, that was a, a big launching off point for them. Uh, the NFT, NFL, uh, I guess not Top Shot, but the NFL All Day series is, uh, I think, going to um, bring a whole new wave of of people into the NFT space. Uh, like I said, particularly the NFL collectors, of which uh, there are tons. So this is really exciting news and something to watch. Uh, it'll be interesting to be uh, keeping football on the TV over the weekend and see if it gets mentioned at all as well. I got to believe it will be. Our fearless. Our fearless leader, Scott, uh, dropped the info in the AM show chat. It is $8,000 for the entire Cool Cat set were you to go buy it off the secondary right now. That may sound expensive to you guys. I would bet that's going to be a positive EV play for anybody who could afford it. Less than two ETH. <laughs> Less, yeah, there you go. Less than two. They messed up by pricing everything in dollars there, though. At the same time, you could argue that's why they were so successful. Most people who participated in Top Shot have never touched crypto because you can buy Top Shots with a credit card. Another fun fact. Oh, that's dangerous. Yep. Go, go, go. (laughs) Board Ape Yacht Club came out of an NBA Top Shot forum. Uh, Most of the early buyers of Board Apes were Top Shot fans. That was a a top shot fan creation so yeah they are they are an important part of the current miasma uh i didn't know you had asthma (laughs) (laughs) i'm such an asshole i'm sorry (laughs) oh i I know that i am not funny that is uh that was a stupid (laughs) joke so um, but I make myself laugh and that's what counts. Right. Uh, all right. So yeah, some, some crazy, crazy bullish news there. Um, let's move on. Uh, we'll quickly go to WGMI ether orcs having a great week. Uh, good day. Uh, we'll talk more about that. I think probably next we can just move on to that. But, uh, other than that, everything's kind of just chilling right now. Um, WGMI doesn't actually have a lot of the projects, uh, the newer projects that we're looking at. Um, so it's a little bit difficult to, to track everything that's going on, but, uh, yeah, they, they shout out soda, which is seeing really brisk sales, even this morning on Thanksgiving day and legend maps two that may not be on WGMI, but they're not just been seeing constant brisk, uh, sales for the last 24 hours. Those are two hot projects right now. Yeah. Legend map up to point three floor. And that one kind of just continues to roll. I know you were super excited about that last night. Um, and so society. Soda. Yes. Of derivative apes. Sodativity. Yeah. Just pulling that up real quick. Um, yeah. Hanging up about 0.15 right now. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, anything staying over mint price is always a good sign. And uh, the ownership looks actually looks like it's floor. tightening up a bit. 
Yeah, floor isn't the story with these two. They're they're right now everything's a little depressed, I think, because of vacation, but they're still seeing good volume. Great volume. Uh, yeah. They're they're moving pieces. So the moment the larger volume does come back, I expect those floors to move pretty quickly. Uh rounding rounding out some of the other winners in the um uh on the week for NFTs is uh NFT birds, anonymized rumble Kong leagues, Roboto's having a good week, uh Tom Sachs Rocket Factory up 20%. So yeah, not not too not too bad at all. Um any projects that uh you've been involved in that's kind of either mooned or dumped? Um I the Dormant Dragons, I think, is an interesting one because a lot we were watching it, right? These were the three dragon projects that we were all watching was um, Draka, Dormant Dragons, which we thought looked very similar to Draka, but had slightly more personality. I think they had some more fun dragons, smoking pipes and rainbow dragons and all that stuff. And then we have Digi Dragons, uh, which is debuting in five days. They're mint. Um, Dormant Dragons is sitting at 0.085 right now. It it does not seem to be they're they're pre-reveal, but they don't seem to be getting really that pre-reveal pump yet. That could just be related to uh when they reveal, which I'm not a hundred percent sure about, though I do know a lot of Alpha Mint members are in there. For perspective, legend maps which was a three-day reveal, didn't really start chugging until that morning when it got up to 0.4. So I'm hoping our dormant dragon holders see a nice um, pre-reveal pop, but really not a lot of love there, not a lot of volume right now. I actually uh, just 2, pulled up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually just pulled up the uh, the dormant dragons on OpenSea, and it looks like it's almost at 0.13 right now. Um, yeah. But leave it to OpenSea to probably tell five different people floor, five yeah. different things, right? So. Um, yeah good yeah, volume on it though there you go yeah, yeah definitely we'll look for the reveal on that all right let's talk about yesterday uh, a little bit more in depth um we started off with bad bunnies on the show thank you to everybody that came in and listened in with can opener there he was a, a great guy to have up on stage um part of a project you know that alpha mint's pretty bullish on and, and we have a lot of holders in but uh yeah it was it was really cool to have kind of our I guess our first official interview, we did the uh, Pirates of the Ireland pretty informally a couple weeks ago um, to get our feet wet with it. But yeah, yeah, Can Opener was a solid guy. What do you think of the interview? Uh, I loved it. Uh, he was talking my language. I really enjoyed the way um, I, I really agreed with the way that he views the market. Mind you, they launched when we were all a lot more naive. Uh, it was the middle of the greatest bull market NFTs I've ever seen. Um, everyone was very roadmap dependent by that point. People had gotten, it was basically like, well, what does the NFT do, right? It was no longer, these are pretty things. These are pretty little pieces of art you buy. It was, what does the NFT do? Um, so they have been inundated since debut and especially since the bear market, quote unquote, hit with when, 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 when is your roadmap coming up? And I was really heartened to see the team not be phased by, you know, they're just putting their head down. They're sticking to their roadmap. They're working and they're not really worried about the daily gyrations of the market or the the constant clamoring from people for them to do something, you know, when token, 
uh, just to get that pop, because we know that even if you do get a pop from your announcement, it tends to be short lived, especially stuff people know about. I mean, these roadmaps are out there. So I was really happy to see uh, that the team has a great attitude about just putting their head down and working. Yeah, I mean, I, we t- we talked about it on the show a little bit last night, but he uh, he wrote a post in his own Discord uh, regarding this. I, I think kind of, you know, at the middle of November when things were kind of we were feeling that depression of uh, not not much happening in in NFTs and a lot of the floors taking a, a beating. Their floor definitely took a beating during it as well. Um, I think it got down to like 0.02 at some point. I think it's sitting around 0.07 right now. Um, but he came out and he wrote a really great um, uh, post regarding all of the, the FUD that people were spreading in the Discord. And just to like read the first couple lines, but he said... Um, Regarding a lot of what has been mentioned above, what I'd say just generally here is it hasn't even been two months. There's a real problem in the NFT space of unrealistic expectations that is going to come to a head at some point in the future because there are humans behind this and we're not robots that run on a perpetual power source. When everything is a question posed when people are nervous about their investment and projects scramble to do something, anything, unless the project is pumping and then they're Generally, the community have no when questions. Um, so the, it goes on quite a bit longer, but uh, I thought that was a pretty poignant part. Um, real people behind, you know, these projects. And uh, it, it's kind of funny because that meme that we what's that guy that did the the cameo? What's his name? When he's like, Where? can the devs do something, anything, bad oh, price, uh, bad price. Rock yeah. Rock I mean, that's become a pretty funny meme to share and, uh, and, and use, yeah. but like, really that is what a discord looks like when the price is falling on it and, um, on a project and, um, you know, in a bear market, like, let's be realistic, save for a couple of really successful brands uh nobody was really immune to that and if you went into any discord it was all them saying that uh and i i I agree with you i just thought it was a really interesting perspective of you know the long story short being just chill the fuck out (laughs) yeah yeah i i think the team is committed i'll briefly go over their roadmap real quick the first thing on their roadmap is a coinbase listing Uh, We briefly touched on it last night. I didn't try to pose it as a gotcha question, but it was kind of breaking news that just uh, 24 hours previous leaked information from Coinbase's terms of agreement stated that under absolutely no circumstances may any project have a utility token, an ERC-20 nor may they fractionalize other NFTs and represent that value with another NFT. So I think this burst a lot of bubbles and and had a lot of teams questioning which strategy would be better for the project and for long term. Bad Bunnies has a lot of mass appeal. Um, They look, they're very cool cats-esque in their cuteness. Um, they were courting Cartoon Network at one point with a TV show. So it, it has that look to it and they are actively pursuing Coinbase. So the question is, how does gamification and tokenomics play into a strategy given what looks like is going to be Coinbase's very harsh stance? So that's yet to be seen. After that, they will be releasing uh, a game 
that is physical with physical cards, which looks absolutely amazing. But I think the more interesting angle would be that they're going to be putting this game completely on chain. There's no timeline for this. Do not buy under the the idea that this announcement is coming soon. But I think that it's been their plan from the beginning. And as they see this new meta become the trend, they must be like, oh, God damn it. You know what? Like, this is what we were going to do. And now it looks like we're responding to it. But I really like the direction they're going. You'll be able to battle your bunnies for carrots, which will eventually be their underlying token if they go forward with it. And even if they didn't, I think going to the Coinbase direction is also a really great idea for them because there's so many mainstream licensing possibilities with a collection like this versus, say, dick butts, which aren't quite as appealing to the masses necessarily. So that was, I thought, a great interview and great insights from them. And they have an exciting roadmap coming up. But buy those bunnies because you like the art, because they're not just going to make announcements to pump that floor price. You heard it here first, folks. Dick butts do not appeal to the masses. Gasp. Uh, (laughs) No, no, honestly. you mentioned that kind of like accidental gotcha question. And we had talked to a can opener in the um, kind of in a, a voice chat before and just, you know, said anything off, out, out of bounds that you don't want to touch on. He, he seemed pretty comfortable with uh, talking about Coinbase and the idea of being listed. Um, and we had kind of uh, operated under the assumption that uh, he would have seen that announcement too. But uh, being in Sydney, like time timeframes are weird. What feels like 24 hours, well, not what feels like 24 hours to us, but the news cycle kind of just hits at different times. Um, and it was pretty recent. But yeah, you know, he I think he responded to it pretty well. And we didn't want to put any pressure on him to like t- demand an answer out of him. It's obviously um, a gigantic process well, for made- his, his, his project. Yeah, go ahead. He- yeah, he made a great point that uh, our Botswanian friend Dark Illidan is bringing up in the AM show chat, and that's Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club are already uh, scheduled yeah. for Coinbase, and they have a token coming next year. Yeah, and, but that's you know, the that's the those are the foul calls that LeBron gets versus um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it, right. you know, they they. Board Apes gets to call the shots on their own project and, uh, you know, Coinbase has to follow uh, within reason. But no, like, but you don't look, think so? It's a well, here's the point. I mean, if they're making this there, this isn't like gray area language. That true. The leak, if it's true, was very specific. Are they going to delist Board Apes or, or are they going to get a pass if they get a pass? I think there's going to be a huge uproar uh, from all these other projects, which, you know, it's not fair. This is crypto. How many ERC-20s can you trade on Coinbase? Why, you know? Yeah. I, I Yeah, cool. Thank you. Cool Cats also. They yeah. have their milk token. And that's definitely a Coinbase slot. So I'm hoping that this is all either misinformation or kind of just gets, um, uh, gets changed uh, with the Coinbase policy. But, you know. I think the overarching question for this industry that we're all thinking and worried about is, will these be classified as securities? Because that's a really that's not good if they if they are. There's there's too much regulation that would absolutely kill uh, what's going on here. So, yeah, I mean, for the sake of discussion, um, I was listening to a uh, podcast with one of the um, 
a holder of Board Apes, but he's doing um, a new podcast with um, uh, Patrick O'Shaughnessy of uh, Invest Like the Best, which is a, a podcast I always listen to. And, and they're kind of branching off into like uh, digital assets with like a secondary podcast. Um, but he was he was mentioning that uh, the Board Apes are doing a lot, a lot, a lot of diligence with lawyers regarding um, their token. Uh, so there might be like a level of... Um, you know, research and stuff done that Coinbase feels comfortable with in regards to those projects as they have a ton of resources and a gigantic brand behind them um, that maybe, you know, a smaller project just throwing a token out there hasn't done. Um, so so maybe there there's more behind the behind the scenes or under the hood, so to speak, uh, in, in regards to Bored Apes and, and Cool Cats. But uh It'll be, did it ping when he said big pie? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, you know, it, I got to believe that, uh, that with projects of that size, there's, there's, uh, more of a thought process going into it. And then, um, you know, on, on another note, like board apes and cool cats doesn't need Coinbase in the way that, um, bad bunnies would hope to get listed on Coinbase. I don't want to say that they need them either, but uh, it's a lot bigger deal for for a project like bad bunnies than board apes, which is already well, a cultural phenomenon, right? If somebody wants a board ape, they don't need Coinbase NFT to do it. Yeah. Well, I think Coinbase needs board ape. And yeah. Cool yeah. I, mean, I agree. Are you really going to debut your marketplace with that, without the most famous mainstream NFTs there are? Like that seems. Coinbase needs know, them more than they need Coinbase. A hundred percent. 100. And, you know, I hope this forces Coinbase's hand for these smaller projects. Could be a good thing. We'll be watching it closely. Um, yeah. And then so we we spoke with Can Opener for a while. Uh, great to have him on. We are going to be launching the recorded episode of that for those that didn't get to tune in. And we're going to throw it up on YouTube as well. So if you're interested in that conversation, please go check it out. Uh, I think it's a very digestible, like 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, immediately we got off and started uh, prepping and talking to Maz about the uh, EtherOrks Twitter space, which, again, was a lot of fun. Um, I kind of had like my old man, like punching the computer moment when I logged on to t- uh, Twitter on the PC and uh, couldn't get on to Twitter spaces to talk. I could hear it. But it wasn't showing up in the audience. Maz couldn't invite me to speak or whatever. So then I was scrambling around to get my phone, which was dying, charge my phone. Uh, and then I realized I couldn't take Twitter spaces off of speakerphone. So then I was scrambling to find my uh, my my Bluetooth headset to listen in and speak through on that. So there wasn't any feedback that started dying. And uh, I was horribly embarrassed the whole time. But yeah, other than that, I think it went off uh, really, really well. Um, and we even had a uh, surprise rap artist j- jump into the the question session and uh, go for I don't know for w- probably a minute, but what felt like two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, it, what's interesting is on you know Twitter the spaces will just show up randomly in people's feeds, so you'll get some audience members who aren't necessarily there for the subject matter of the talk. But man, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, the orc team, just wicked, smart, cool guys. And Maz held one hell of an interview with them that, I mean, there was so much good information there, especially if you're trying to understand this new on-chain gaming paradigm. Yeah. And uh, one of the questions that Maz asked was, uh, you know, whether or not Ether Orcs was prepared to uh, kind of 
take on the role of the OG on-chain game. They were very humble about their answer, saying, you know, Anonymous was around before and there's been other stuff like CryptoKitties. Um, but I, f- I feel pretty comfortable anointing them, the, the true on-chain OGs of like real kind of gameplay where it's not just... Um, you know, in Anonymous or like See My Cats or some of these other ones that have happened, there's some game theory, there's some choices and actions that you can kind of partake in. But, uh, you know, we're we're comparing like a, a Pong to like a World of Warcraft here. There's nothing quite as complex as orcs out there right now. And, you know, the conversation came up because we started talking about Wolfgang, which I mean, it's been the the talk of NFT world for the last week. And I think the only umbrage we took with the entire phenomena was that all the influencers who were paid to shill the project and, and were tweeting about it nonstop for three days, they were proclaiming it as the first, a pioneer, the OG, this is going to change the landscape. I mean, it felt like loot all over again, the way these guys were talking, which is fine, except they were wrong. Like they they weren't even half right. There's like six on-chain games that had debuted before Wolf Game. A lot of them had better art. Uh, uh, it was It was very, it was a really false narrative that was being pushed. And I think the Orc guys, you know, they I don't even think they cared. They they have been putting their heads down and working. And when they they told us when they heard about this wolf game thing, they kind of popped up to see what it was. And it's just when you're so deep in your own thing, it's very hard to follow other projects closely. I think Cobain and I are starting to understand this now. And they were very they were there. They were impressed by Wolf Game. They took a look at it. They thought that they did some good things, but I don't think you can compare it to what Orcs was doing, nor were they even close to being the first. Orcs are definitely the OG on chain RPG. The only thing before them close to it was Mice, which was much more of a DeFi centered play with some gamification around it. Um, but the orc guys have just really added complexities and game theory into this that makes it like the RPGs of yore that we all grew up with. I think that's why we all kind of identify with this game and and think orcs are going to be a force in NFTs. Yeah, I mean, their floor is now like really, really comfortably over the one ETH uh, sitting at 1.2. But like in perfect timing as we were getting ready for the show, I think it was maybe an hour before we were going live. Um, an orc god sold for uh, 20 Ethereum and uh, you hadn't even seen it. We were kind of debriefing in the uh, the chat between uh bunnies and orcs and i kind of let you know that and um i mean the wind just came out of your sails i could i could feel it through the computer screen but um yeah for those that don't know i i was in contention for an orc god and through technical reasons i did not get it um they had auctioned one off i forgot exactly what it went for i think it was a little under 20 this one i had seen up for sale yesterday for 20 and i thought oh that's cute you know, maybe they'll get it. We'll see. Orts hadn't quite caught the fire that they caught by by late evening yesterday. Um, but yeah, that orc god went for 20 E. 
Uh, it's not surprising to me. These things earn 30 zug a day, have immense advantages, look really goddamn cool. And if you don't know the quick price history of orcs, they gave 1,500 uh, of them for free to the whitelisted group in their Discord. They quickly debuted around 3E, got up to five. Most of them sold around four. Um, and the game, the first phase of the game was creating more orc supplies. So they steadily fell till the end of the game, which also coincided with the bear market. So these things were sitting at 0.4 for at least the last two weeks, if not a little longer than that. I mean, Alpha Min had been pounding the tip. Look, we're all really heavy in orcs and we'd like to buy as many as we can, but we, you know, we can only buy so many. And we were pounding the table like this cannot stand at 0.4. It makes no sense. Even when the orcs were at 0.4, you were earning close to $5,000 in Zug per orc. And each was selling for under two grand. It made no sense. $5,000 per um, year. Yeah. Five, sorry, $5,000 per year. Yeah, per yeah. Orc. A little bit of context on the time frame on that. Because I, I had that like split second of like... A day? <laughs> like, oh my God. No. Yeah. No. Um, so <clears throat> I think that the 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 way that they caught fire right before the show, we saw Zug rally all the way up to two dollars and twenty cents, which is a recent high since since orcs had made uh their low. And more Zug was burned yesterday than was created. And that makes Zug deflationary. Now, there's going to be, you know, it's going to change from, from day to day, of course. But we saw quite a few large names start aping into orcs in a big way. The floor got up to two, but quickly people started undercutting uh, as it did not continue uh, rising after that. You know, anytime you see a large volume spike on icy tools, you have the short-term traders rush in looking for their double and triple. And when it doesn't do that, you will quickly see them undercut and recover whatever ETH they can uh, for their next play, which, you know, if that's your strategy, great. But I think they're sitting at about 1.2 right now, but the number of unique orc owners has gone up quite a bit. And raids, which had been slow, this is the next phase of the game where you collect bone shards, uh, are starting to pop off as people spend their Zug to send their orcs raiding for bone shards so they can create shamans. That will be the first uh, accompanying character in this game. They will create potions that aid the orcs. And with orcs sitting at about 1.2, I'd expect these shamans to debut uh, above 0.4, maybe even 0.5 or 0.6. And these are created for about currently $500 worth of Zug and eight and eight to 16 days of your orcs time, depending on what level they are. It takes 60 bone shards to create one shaman. Um, so that's, yeah. uh, that's going on. With yeah, that, that's super cool. They've created a ton of interesting game mechanics. And one of the things that I was like super encouraged to hear is that, uh, you know, they have about two years worth of content kind of planned out, maybe not like finalized but they you know they have a, a an internal roadmap of kind of two years worth of stuff and uh but they were more than willing to admit that they'll they'll work with the ebb and flow of uh of the community and the market to to kind of fit their niche and and, and best service the 
the supporters that they've had. Um, so that, that's that's really great news. And um, I, I think that they have a long, long future ahead of them. And it'll be interesting to see uh, just how far they can actually take this project as as the OGs of the um, you know NFT gaming space. And I just wanted to quickly highlight, you mentioned the orc god that got auctioned off. I did pull it up. Akon or Icon um, mentioned it in the chat, but it did go for 14.8 ETH uh, just over two weeks ago. Wow. So <laughs> I thought he meant two gods were sold for 14 and 8 ETH. Because anytime I see the comma, oh. it throws me off. Did I... I I'm always making these, you know, Europe versus America, Canada versus America comments because I love both Europe and Canada with a with a burning passion. I want everyone to know, <laughs> just not our uh, our unit of measure. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, like, going back to the coffee, you're like, okay, get eighty grams and measure it with you know about one and a half inches up the tube. I'm like, fuck, man, I, I don't know what any of this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing metric conversions in my head. And then Cobain doesn't own a scale. So I'm trying to then change those into dry measure. uh, uh, A scale scale for your narcotics. (laughs) That is not what it was for. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I I think we could probably wrap it up and start moving into the Q&A. If anybody wants to start throwing their hands up in the the stage, I can start bringing you up. But uh, I also just while we're waiting for that... I saw there was a discussion going on um, while we were in the show about ENS. And uh, did you, did you re-enter? I didn't re-enter. It looks like it's up 35%. I'm not sweating. I've seen these things play out. <laughs> it could make, it'll make a slightly higher high. I will be able to get it at my $35. I don't know when, but stop telling me about it. I don't want to hear. <laughs> well, I mean, it looked like it bottomed out at around $39. It did. Sitting at a a nice, comfortable $67 right now. So I guess I've just been distracted, but that I love ENS. It's a long term play and I own a bunch of ENS names in different wallets. And uh, I've been shopping for some new ones. I'm not going to hint at what they are so I don't get front run. But let's just say a lot of them have already been taken. And I don't know who these wolf people are, but uh, I'm going to find them one day. I, I am. I am wondering. What is going on here? Just going to say that. I've also really been working hard on getting the uh, London fork out there. You're welcome. <laughs> I really appreciate the assist. If I ever do sell that, I'll have to throw you a royalty. Yeah, you're goddamn also, right. FMC called it to the T where ENS dropped. And then you're like, oh, I'll give it two weeks. It's going to go down and then it's going to rip again. And I'm almost, I think to the day it's doing exactly that. Yeah, I wish I was not distracted. It's crazy. Like when I get in shitcoin mode and I'm just charting, I can see well the ball there. And then I'm back in NFT mode. I miss that. It's it's hard to do all these disciplines. Uh, that's why people say, like, find your niche and just carve it oh, out. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Well, but it's like when people come up here and be like, have you looked at the Sol project? And it's just like, dude, I, I <laughs> can barely keep up with the ETH projects going on. Like, you know, it'll, it'll eventually get to the point where like maybe we, you start have to sourcing out just like Sol specialists just to keep up with the conversation. Cause you know, that's a, it's a network that's not going away. I don't think, but yeah, it's, it's hard just to keep your, your finger on the pulse of everything that goes on. I thought Drip was coming up here to give me shit about uh, my French press techniques. <laughs> High profile airdrops, guys. There's a playbook and I, I'll guide you through the next one. But, you know, it's it's clockwork at this point. Like 
it seems like it's such an obvious play that people are going to immediately dump their airdrop tokens. But what counteracts that effect are whales who try to get in on that governance game early. So we'll we'll go over it before the next one happens when it's anticipated or whatever. But that's why these airdrops are like choreographed plays at this point. Uh, you know what's going to happen. Good morning, Cass. GM, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Although I don't understand the concept of it, but I know it's a big holiday for you guys. So it's a harvest festival. It, it uh, it's harvest time here. So everybody, you know, you have a big meal, you celebrate the harvest, and you give thanks. Pretty simple. Uh, you know what? We used to do something like that in the UK, but then they kind of forgotten about it after technology kind of came in. That the whole yeah. harvest you at school. So ah, uh, so that's the oh, that's cool. I never knew that. Yeah, you, I love it. I too often get drunk and forget about things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cobain, um, is it possible to DM me uh, your wallet address? Uh, Sure. I'm going to send you a bug. You're what? I'm going to send you a bug and take everything out of your wallet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you heard it here. This is like incriminating evidence on a live. This is being recorded. You know that, right? <laughs> it probably give me a few more views and a few more kind of likes on my, tw- on my Twitter, maybe. Who knows? No, just, um, yeah, just good morning, guys. And love being here as usual. And funny enough, I just went and bought um, them Dorman Dragons just now. I mean, you should say oh, that. cool. Yeah, they look, they look decent. I do like the roadmap. Uh, I do like the people behind it. They seem okay. Um, and the artwork looks really cool. So yeah, it, we'll just see what happens. I think investing in people behind stuff is never a bad um, a bad thesis or play. Like it's more more informed than just throwing ether around into anything that's hot, right? Like yeah, exactly, exactly. No, you're you're absolutely right because. Um, at least, at least, if you get to know the people, if shit hits the fan, you can help them out. You know, um, but you know, once when you start talking to people or start talking to these founders, some of them you can tell, you know, it's just a quick pump. But some of them, they can, you really kind of feel the vision that they have and where they want to go in the space and how far they want to go in the space. And I think that's one of the really, that's one of the attractive things that I look for when looking for an NFT is what's, what kind of people are behind it. And if you can really back them, because in real in the real world, it would be the same thing, would it not? Very so, much um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the fact that it's in front of a computer screen, and you can't see the the money physically in front of your face, and you just see it as a as a small decimal figure. So your mind kind of programs it to be less than what it really is. So I know that happens with me. <laughs> so yeah. So what's your plans for the, for um, Thanksgiving? I'm surprised you guys are even doing something. Well, as I mentioned, I, my Thanksgiving is is long over um, in October for for Canada. Um, so this is a, a just a, a typical day for me. But like, kind of, you know, we say it, and it sounds corny as fuck. But like, free market and I would probably be in a call talking about stuff, anyways. So here we are, just doing it live for you guys. So oh, and I, I have a very interesting and diverse family. So my son and I are at my mother's where we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. And my partner, Panushi, is actually at the uh, Day of Mourning March in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, Panushi is an indigenous uh, 
person, and that is uh, where they are right now. So that's what we're doing. We're having Thanksgiving dinner with my mom. That's going to be fun. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. I've, I've, I haven't seen my mom in about four or five years, so enjoy oh. it. Oh, thank enjoy. you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. I will leave you guys to it once again. I'll probably catch you the same time, same place next week. Uh, R2, just send me your... Um, yeah, just send me your your wallet and I'll send you a present. Thanks oh, for present. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I look forward to it. I appreciate it. Don't definitely not necessary, but uh always uh yeah. <laughs> always enjoy having you up here too, my friend. Oh, pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Um thanks yeah, for coming no, up, guys. Hey, no problem, guys. Take care. Yep. All right. Um yeah, let's get an icon up here. Spoken to him a bunch in voice chats, but I don't know if he's ever been up here on stage with us. GM. Akon and Young Jeezy. What? Oh, you're still botching the name. Icon. That is fantastic. (laughs) I know. GM, GM, how are you doing? Oh, great, man. How are you doing? Well, y'all hear me all right with this headset? Yeah, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, it's like I put in the uh, Yam chat, uh, by the way. Uh, I don't know if everyone has noticed, but um, the guys from Treasure, so they basically partnered up with uh, 1KX. Now, for those who don't know 1KX, um, in short, um, you can see them as a few old schoolers uh, within the, let's say, crypto um, scene and uh, who have done so, quite some good work from a technical perspective as well. So um, that's definitely something to look out for, for those who are interested in, uh, in treasure in general, sort of DAO. Actual okay. DAO, yeah. Yeah. Which is something that, that people find out. Um, but also in terms of what, what their, uh, what their future might hold, because that's definitely looking like they're preparing for some very huge things, especially on the Arbitrum. Um, layer this is the um treasure treasure dow right that is correct and they have the magic token that's yeah that's their token yeah definitely okay cool actually um one of the things i kind of had on the back burner that i i was looking at because i have fud farm but they're uh you know they they have a loose oh, partnership with Treasure right now, yeah. But they uh, they had a, a big announcement of the the next step of their game yesterday too, and the 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 NFTs have kind of been on a little bit of a rip ever since, um, going from about point zero one to about point zero four. Uh, but some of the rares are are super super thin there too, and I saw some relatively big sales for those purchases. So um, interesting that you just brought up Treasure. Um, Maybe all all kind of coming together right now for for some of those projects. Doesn't small brains yeah. also operate on that ecosystem? So, yeah, that's correct. So there's small brains. There's uh, another one that's quite let's see. Um, they're still trying to keep it a little bit stealth um, or, or mysterious, but yet, which is enjoy yours. Um, and enjoy yours. Enjoy yours. Yeah, there's lots and of the final one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, definitely. um, Icon, if you're, one, oh, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. I forgot about it. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're, um, if you're pretty well versed in the, the treasure, um, kind of universe, uh, in business wanted to come up and maybe pick your brain a little bit too. Are you, you good with that or? Yeah. 
ahead. Yeah, sure. I'll invite him up on stage. Um, it's it's something that I I'm trying to look into a little bit more myself. I remember when uh, Fud Farm re- announced the partnership, I kind of did a little bit of a dive on it, but it fell on the back burner for me. So um, I'm happy to kind of have this discussion up here. Hey guys, yeah, I, perfect perfect timing because I, I I was like for like an hour I was going into the treasure like researching into treasure and magic this morning um, when one of my VAs was like said had said that it, it pretty much doubled from yesterday so i think it was around 80 cents when i checked it uh a little bit oh. ago oh i, I actually <laughs> that's the interesting part I, I actually stopped checking the price um since uh i'm gonna say since two weeks or no since last week actually when i when i bought in somewhere um but in terms of magic itself uh or no let, let's take it a different route what are your questions go ahead yeah, so I mean, I, I, it seems pretty bullish. Like I was just reading, so that they aim to be kind of the an L two for um, like basically NFT marketplace and, and and a place for games, uh, but primarily with like NFT DeFi, right? Um, I mean, they have small brains. Uh, that's that they just launched. I think a lot of us are in that. Uh, that was a great alpha mint call. Um, I got us in there. I actually recently sold several. I had several wallets that whitelisted on that. Um, I I can't believe what the, what they're selling for. I mean, that, that's that, that's nuts. I, I, I guess I have really, it's insane. Um, but uh, so I think they said that they like I, the question is is now. So I have some free magic, right? And it's I know that's not NFT related, but what to do with that, right? So I think they had staking available with like a six hundred percent APR, and I think it halved. Today, I was looking at getting like a Genesis mine in that. I don't know if you have one of those, but it seems like the trajectory for Magic is up. And I don't necessarily know if like now is the time to like just just bridge out and liquidate back to ETH. Uh, well, it's it's very first on. That's that's where the complexity comes in, right? Um, so first of all, um, part of well, first first things first. If you have treasure or unraveled treasure which is uh, fractionalized uh, a fractionalized nft at that point um you may want to look into actually staking it on uh well first first of all migrating it to arbitrum being layer two and uh staking it uh, manually so it could between quotations stay um uh, mine those magics for for the time being um, because they're they're very subtle in their manner of and and very dynamic as well in their manner of um, calculating their tokenomics. And here's the interesting part: is they're not just doing it programmatically, but according to a very well thought of DAO structure. I mean, this is something we rarely see within this this scene. Um, and that's why, why why I'm not afraid to say now in this in in this environment uh, in this project, let's say first of all. Um, secondly, when it comes to just having only magic, um, then it really depends if you're more interested in to actually purchasing um, other NFTs in their marketplace, like we are doing with Ethereum on OpenSea to 
max maximize your your gains or, or how you see it, um, then then you may do so. If you if you prefer to uh, to wait until they open up their new uh, staking pool, then you could do so as well because they, they will be do, they will be doing that very soon. Uh, the question is when they will actually be doing so. Right. It's definitely a young marketplace. So I think you guys have seen, like, we all have gripes about OpenSea from if we go back to the NFT space, right? How hard it is to use in some cases. But like when you go over to look at like treasure marketplace, you know, they really don't give you a lot of information. You don't really have any metrics. You kind of just have, uh, here's the last sales, um, you know, but not, but I, I, you can't even think you can scroll to the second page of like on, on small brains of like uh like like last sales is like it gives you like the last 30 and then that's it because <laughs> no there's no pagination <laughs> so if, if i may give give my technical um let's say my technical analysis from this point is that um well not not in terms of crypto but in terms of their marketplace with the limited amount of developers that they have and with the the amount of experience that they have We've already been able to create this. Honestly, very well done from their part because um, I, in most I agree. cases, yeah, in, in most cases, most aren't even able to to just create a, a marketplace. Hey guys, um, guess what? Guess what? We have uh, a expert in magic and treasure. Traveler uh, just told ooh. me in the general chat. Uh, so please, please fill us in. Uh, yes, give us some- I've. I've been screaming oh, wow. internally for about five minutes, <laughs> just <laughs> itching to, to share. So just burning um, inside. So I, I see in the general chat. Out. You're the community manager. Yeah, I just saw that. Treasure. Well, well you that's all the time we have. Small Thanks, out, uh, you guys didn't small out small bodies, which is the project on which I work. That, right. That was the so, third one. I, I knew I forgot. It's the second. Thank you. So... All right, let's so uh, let's give let's let's give Traveler the stage for a couple minutes, and uh, we'll we'll let him <laughs> say ahead. his piece. Go ahead, I'm muting up. Oh no worries. So, um, Enjoyer is actually NFT number three. Number two is Small Bodies, which is considerably further along, and will closely, I think, mirror Small Brains. And you're actually um, a lot of the art's already completed, and you'll see that. Um, I run the Twitter over there too, and we, you know, Small Brains announced a pet. Small Bodies will receive a pet as well. Um, so a lot of the kind of the conceptualization and developments happening concurrently, even though Small Brains is number one. Um, and they're really doing something pretty cool with this. And it's given me a wonderful opportunity is that they recruit a team from the community. So I was an early joiner and I kind of presented my, you know, resume to John and he was like, all right. We'll see what you can do. So what it is, is it's kind of an experiment in decentralization and that they've recruited me from the community to help lead this project and essentially figure everything out, you know, get my legs underneath me. And and a lot of this is also tying into kind of what what's happening over there. So as you as you all are saying, as as you've seen, as you can look at Magic's price, which is I woke up this morning and it doubled. Um, But. They're trying to build something out, you know, well, but also quickly. So they need all hands on deck. So I think what you're going to see in, in, in the Small Brains Discord, you'll see this as well, where they kind of sent out a, a 
and a solicitation to artists and other people that might want to you know, get into NFTs is they just want to get as much content on their platform to draw users to Arbitrum to have people realize that you can have and enjoy an NFT without paying, you know, 70 to $200 in gas. Um, and they can be provided free. And this kind of, I came up yesterday and, you know, kind of uh, spoke my disagreement with a statement that NFTs can't be free and that you don't want to compete on price because that's exactly what they're doing right now with the value proposition that um, the, the marketplace is all interconnected and you are coming into and using a user-created mind currency. And by buying into the system early, you're able to, you will be able to create your own magic as well. And so it's kind of also the allure of, this is something really cool. We're just trying to get people to adopt. Uh, we want it to be fun. We want to recruit people. We want to empower people please come join us. And that's, I mean, it's, it's really an exciting and it's really a powerful thing in the space that I don't, I really don't think I'm seeing. Traveler. I'm i uh, I'm uh, first of all, thank you so much for, for coming on and uh, fleshing out some of that for us. I'm going to reach out to you um, in DMS if you don't mind. And, and hopefully we can kind of figure out a way to have a really great discussion surrounding that. If you would want to do, yeah, do something in a, uh, more of like a segmented, um, format. Um, in regards to the the morning show this morning, I think we probably are going to start wrapping it up. But uh, Icon in business, Traveler, even like, you know, anybody else that's listening, if you want to jump down into the voice chat and keep some of this conversation going, um, I would love to actually listen in, in more about it and learn about it just because uh, I have been interested in it. But, you know, there's a there's a lot to wrap your mind around, um, and you know we're we're always looking at other other new stuff to talk about on the show too. So, um, yeah, make sure we uh, we wait, jump. Wait, wait. One, one question for Traveler on Alpha is it is it too late to get whitelist on small bodies? <laughs> oh man! So anyone who has worked through this process knows, and I'm I've found firsthand whitelisting is a nightmare. But yes, there are still spots. I think we've filled up probably to about. Uh, it's tough because I've given out more whitelist roles than I've received wallets and I'm going to be tracking that super closely and, and, you know, but I, I want to get the wallets, the people who actually submit. Um, so it's, yes, there are, is the, the short answer. Long answer is how many, I don't quite know, but there is enough that I'll be able to give some, a decent amount out. Um, can you drop but I hate the, the can you drop the links, uh, for our listeners and, uh, the general? Or in the um, latest drops uh, for the discords and stuff. I got to say, you know, I, I thank you. Thank you. I joke around a lot about L2s and me being an L1 loyalist. But since Arbitrum has come on the scene and I don't know the guys who run it personally, but I've listened to them on a bunch of podcasts and been reading their tweets and stuff for years. It's the most competent team out there and if if there were a way to invest in arbitrum like a token i would totally do it i am super bullish on that l2 and especially small brains and, and you know small body they look really good i think this could be there's really nothing to do on arbitrum right now except small brain like they are arbitrum and i think um there's a lot of potential there I was on the small brains whitelist and stupidly uh, left because I was still kind of L2 averse then. But I've definitely been converted, at least with Arbitrum. And uh, I'm going to go join those discords as they're dropped. 
I was asking for those links for me. I was being selfish. Hmm. Market capitalists have seen the light. <laughs> so we um we we if you want to keep talking, uh, traveler, even just like this morning, um, we have a voice chat that can be pretty active during the day, um, in the kind of the moon lounge area. So uh, if you want, I can hook you up with a seventy-two Absolutely. hour. I can hook you up with a seventy-two hour pass, and you can come shoot the shit with us and check out what else we got up there. That's this isn't a sales pitch. I really just actually appreciate your. Uh, you, you coming on and talking about it and want to hear more. So becoming an alpha men- member is in my pipeline. So, um, it'll be a good, uh, good trial run, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, we'd love to, love to hear what else you have going on and, and whatnot too. So yeah, I'll, after the show, I'll set you up with that and, um, and we'll have you in voice chat and you can just come hang out with us if you want, if you're not too busy, everyone's got a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, yeah, it's always, always fun getting to meet new people. <laughs> Um, on that note, uh, free market, is there anything you want to finish off with, uh, before we wrap this up? A project that sticks in my mind constantly that I can't seem to forget about is creature toads. I love how they look. Um, they're still at that bear market price. They haven't been rediscovered. Maybe the only knock against them is they all look relatively similar maybe, but they're sweeping their own floor right now. I know a few AM members watch that that project, and I really love the way they look. That could be a cheap get. That's just something they're talking about in the DGen dojo right now. So thought I'd throw that out there. Otherwise, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and good luck at the dinner table today. <laughs> nice, uh, nice switch up. Table. Love there it. Yeah, honestly, if you're spending time with your family or doing anything for Thanksgiving, have a great time. Alpha Mint will still be here when you get back, um, and I expect everybody to onboard at least five of their family into the NFT space uh, this weekend. So good luck with that and report back with how it goes. Um, and we will be doing this show, I believe, tomorrow morning, too, if you don't have anything going on. I'll be here. We'll do it. Yeah. So we'll do it again tomorrow morning. We'll cap it off for the week on Friday. And, uh, and, and, and in regards to the Ether Orcs and Bad Bunnies conversation, I'm going to be working on those videos right after the show. Uh, so keep an eye out for them going on our YouTube page anytime. We'll obviously link to it as well to let you know. So, uh, thanks so much, guys. Great show and appreciate all the guests and, uh, appreciate everybody that was able to tune in. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll catch you soon and, uh, good luck at the dinner table as free market would say. Peace.